You're listening to the source of live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. But we just call it the winning edge. Keep it here. There's plenty to go around. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Hey, away we go. It's hour number two of Vegas Sportsbook Radio on Sirius 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Gentlemen, on AM 1400 KSHP, Brian Blessing in Las Vegas. Glad to be with you. Great fun hour number one with Chuck Esposito and Cam Stewart. This hour, two of the best. Andy Isco from The Logical Approach. Mark Lawrence, PlaybookSports.com. On a busy Wednesday, a lot of cool things going on around town. Don't forget, it's lunchtime. Our friends over at John Smith Subs, 9701 West Flamingo. Mondays and Thursdays, you wear football garb in there. 20% off your order. Feed you for the Thursday night football game. And over at Oasis, 49.55 South Decatur. The great gaming promotions. All the games on TV. Kitchens open 24-7. Let's dive right in. No time to waste. Want to get Andy Isco on. He joins us Fridays from the Superbook. Football Central over there. Great place to watch all the NFL games in the theater on Sundays. And we do the shows with Andy on Friday over in the Superbook, and it's always great fun. Wanted to check in with him uh, midweek, uh, see what's shaking in his world. But we got some Mac games we can dig into tonight, Andy. And weather might finally start to be a thing. I don't know how bad it'll be, bud. But you have Northern Illinois at Buffalo. Northern Illinois is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. 60's the total. Could be some rain and wind in the forecast there. Yeah, exactly. That, which is why I'm staying away from this game as far as the total goes, uh, which normally would indicate a play on the over for me for both of these teams. A couple of the metrics that I use suggested it would tend to be a, a more fast-paced and slower-paced game. Uh, but because of the threat of the inclement weather, uh, I, I, I can't force a play on the on the over. At the same time, uh, we've seen a lot of these MAC games go over, and yet last night uh, we saw uh, games that uh, most were were under. In fact, it depends where you played the uh, Toledo Ohio game. The Eastern Michigan Western Michigan game stayed under by twenty something points. Uh, the uh, uh, the Miami Bowling Green game stayed under, and even the Toledo Ohio game opened fifty four and a half, closed fifty seven and a half, landed fifty eight. So you probably got the over if you played it even late. Uh, but this has been a very high scoring conference. I know that uh, uh, Chuck has put up numbers over at stations with the uh, action for uh, the. the total for the six games at least last week and five games this week uh, uh, although you do have a game uh, Akron and Kent on Saturday uh, as far as the game itself goes uh, I've been I've been more uh, impressed with the play of Northern Illinois over the course of the season than I have yeah. uh, with Buffalo how much of uh, Buffalo's decline is related to uh, the coach who engineered that great upset of, uh, of Texas last week now that he's over at uh, at Kansas there's still talent there but it's not the same Buffalo team that we've seen in the past and even though and I think it shows the fact that Buffalo playing at home where they've normally been a very good team is actually the very slightest of road underdogs uh, this year. They do need to get two wins to finish 6-6 six and six and become bowl eligible, but I'm not quite so sure that uh, they're going to be able to get by Northern Illinois tonight. Hey, let me move you to Thursday night in the NFL, Andy, get your take on this. New England, 6.5 or 7, mostly 7-point favorites on the road at Atlanta off a beatdown of a beat-up Cleveland team and Atlanta off a complete no-show, but
But a lot of times teams that are mortally embarrassed show up with a good effort the next week. Which way do you lean here? Yeah, the, the spot does call for a play on Atlanta because you do have an extraordinarily strong performance uh, leading the Patriots into this game into an embarrassingly poor performance uh, from Atlanta uh, going to the game. Of course, Atlanta was in a similar situation last week uh, when they uh, caught Dallas off of their embarrassing uh, loss uh, to Denver the week earlier. Uh, New England is a team that is clearly showing progress throughout the season. No great surprise uh, with Belichick. We know his relationship with Nick Saban, so we have to know that he knew an awful lot when he took Mac Jones in the, uh, in the draft, knew all his strengths and weaknesses, and Jones is showing improvement each and every week. They're opening up the playbook, giving him more freedom, etc. Uh, it's the game where I can understand the sentiment for Atlanta. Not quite sure I feel comfortable in putting them, uh, in playing them in an upset situation, uh, though the point certainly at seven would be worth considering, but you also might consider playing uh, New England this week in a, uh, a two-team teaser, let's say with Baltimore, who's also a road favorite in the same uh, in the same point spread range uh, on Sunday in Chicago. So maybe you take a shot with New England and Baltimore uh, just to win their games. You can tease them both below one point. Uh, you can get a basically uh, minus half a point, uh, and uh, you know, barring a tie game, you'd uh, you'd be a winner if uh, if, if indeed uh, they they do win the game. Uh, so that's the way that I'm approaching that game. I do have some factors that tend to point to it being a lower scoring game, and I think that's quite comfortable with Belichick as well, because I think Belichick also uh, would like to keep uh, Matty Ryan, the quarterback for the Falcons, on the sidelines as long and as much as possible. Oh, Andy Isco from The Logical Approach, my friend. Friday, we'll see you over at the Superbook, and we always have good fun racing to the weekend. It's hard, hard to believe how fast this football season's going by. We're at revelry week next week, Andy, in college football. Well, we get a little bit start of it this week. Stanford, Cal, and a couple of others. But, yeah, next week, Thanksgiving weekend, a lot of big college football games. We always give thanks for your contributions, Andy. How's that for a professional segue? That's a great lead into the weekend. <laughs> I'll, I'll see you at the Westgate on Friday. You're the best, pal. Andy Isco, The Logical Approach. Don't forget when the Golden Knights are playing a home game, go to Terrible Herbs and spin the wheel for the VGK Game Day Giveaway, $1,000 VGK Game Day Giveaway. And when they're on the power play, Adam S. Cutner on social media, if they score a power play goal, you get a chance to win ducats to a future Golden Knights game. One of our favorite segments of the week, Mark Lawrence doing the deep dive NFL college football coming up this weekend. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius 159, and along the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to sports talk that's going to make you walk funny from all the winning you're going to be carrying around. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD Plus. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today.
You're listening to Sports Grid, the home of the winning edge. Carrying on the fine tradition of sports gaming from all the way back to ancient Rome. But they never had a mobile app. So count your blessings, Sporto. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Back with you here, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing in Las Vegas, Sirius 159, and along the Sports Grid Radio Network. One of our favorite segments of the week, we get our buddy Mark Lawrence on board with us to talk college football and the NFL. And the information is spectacular for Mark, and we'll get to Mark in just a second. And, again, we talk about the Thanksgiving holiday and the COVID protocols are going to be something else. They're going to be enhanced greatly for uh, the players after their Thanksgiving dinner. They're going to have to have massive testing and mandated masks the week after the Thanksgiving holiday. They're, I tell you, they're watching what's going on in the NHL, and they are very, very fearful of <laughs> any kind of outbreak going for the turn for uh, home on the back half of this NFL season. So they'll be watching that very closely and something that uh, you know, we are hopeful that all systems go in the NFL. It seems like they've been doing a pretty good job. We've had the Ben Roethlisberger deal, uh, other teams, a guy or two here and there. You just don't want to have what happened in hockey where an outbreak goes out and the NFL will be doing the enhanced uh, protocols wrapped around the Thanksgiving holiday. Mark Lawrence joins us. Uh, from playbook uh, playbooksports.com. The information's great. Mark, tell them about all the goodies, and we'll dive into the NFL with you, bud. Everything we, we're doing, Brian, these days, and we're doing a lot, is all inside our website at playbooksports.com. That's our weekly football newsletter, which has been terrific this year, our weekly midweek alert statistical newsletter, and the only NFL totals tip sheet in the country, the playbook totals tip sheet, all available online, playbooksports.com. Been a lot of zigzagging going on in the last several weeks in the NFL, Mark, and a lot of this seems to be wrapped around bye weeks where even the good teams are falling prey to looking ahead to the bye and being asleep when they come off the bye. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a little bit of a, of, of a weird season that way, if you will. You know, you talk about the good teams losing to the lo- losing teams when they're not supposed to, uh, sort of that zigzag theory. I think this is all going to end up settling itself out here, but it makes for fun handicapping these games, I can tell you. Mark, what do we do with your brownies off the beatdown uh, handed out by the Patriots? I mean, it's a mash unit. It's a good football team. If health was part of the equation, it's just not the case. No, they've probably been as beat up as any team in all the NFL this football season, and it's really shown 5-5 five and five on the season with much, much higher expectations, as you know. Their quarterback, Baker Mayfield, uh, he's been a pinata, and I'm amazed that he's still even active these days, but he's going to play again this week. And, uh, you know, as banged up and 
as he's been this football season, he's a real warrior and he's a real leader of this football team. I know there are a lot of people out there that do not like Baker Mayfield as a quarterback, and as the Browns lose, they begin to dig their heels in. But there's reasons that they're losing right now, and it's largely because of the injury uh, situation that's uh, occurred to this football team. And uh, I think personally there's enough talent in this team that if they stay focused and drive forward, they can make the playoffs. Uh, they're certainly not likely not to win the division, but uh, don't give up on the Browns just yet. All right, how about the Niners? Do we not give up on the Niners, look really good against the Rams? you got to build on it, right? But you're going across the country, and you're laying six and a half to Jacksonville. Yeah, this is a tricky game uh, in the fact that San Francisco just woke up in that sense, and you know now they're being priced as if they're San Francisco. That's what they were expected to be. Uh, the other side of the coin is Jacksonville. You know, what are we going to get out of the Jaguars? Uh, Trevor Lawrence is beginning to look a little bit lost out there right now, and I don't know if it's Trevor Lawrence or the playbook, um, Urban Meyer's execution. I'm not quite sure what it is, but I would ride with the team that just woke up against a team that appears to be still sleeping. I'd like San Francisco over Jacksonville. There's a real interesting game I wanted to get your take on, and that's Indy at Buffalo. Indianapolis should have beaten the Bills in the playoff game last year. I mean, they kind of beat themselves in that game. The Bills ended up making it to the AFC Championship game. And now the Bills have a stretch with the Colts. They're laying seven here. Then they're at New Orleans, and they have New England at Tampa Bay. So it's a tough stretch for the Bills, who had a really weak schedule to this point in the season. But how much does the database spit out playoff revenge in the NFL? Well, it's meaningful. There's no question about that. Uh, you know, it gets one team's attention and the focus of another. Uh, you know, that works in a situation like this when they took the Colts out in that first round last year. Uh, but it was also at Indianapolis, so, you know, it's a little bit more meaningful in that sense. But what I'm seeing here is, personally, uh, two quarterbacks that one, I think, can be counted upon. That's Josh Allen, who seems to have found his groove here of late. The other one, I'm not so sure about Carson Wentz. You just don't know what you're going to get from him week to week, and you know he makes these goof-off, stupid mistakes, and um, he's just a quarterback that makes you scratch your head. And if push comes to shove in a game like this, I'm going to push the playoff revenge aside and concentrate on the better quarterback in this game, and that is Josh Allen. All right. It's a good game on paper with the Eagles – Laying one and a half at home to New Orleans. Total on the game, we'll call the consensus 43. What are the Saints, life after Jameis Winston, near miss against Tennessee, and Philly shows up with a really good effort on the road at Denver? Yeah, these are two football teams that are playing some surprising football right now, if you will, New Orleans with their situation, given, as you mentioned, with the quarterbacks in Philadelphia, just a gutty football team that uh, refuses to really dig a hole and bury themselves. They just keep coming and coming and coming. I think that might be Nick Sirianni just instilling that in the Eagles in a game like this. But what I see here in this contest is you still have Sean Payton uh, as a terrific underdog and also really, really good uh, outside the, the division. Uh, I'm going to lean to the Saints in the football game. I know it was a big, big game by the Saints last week. They come up just a little bit short in the contest. The Eagles won, and for that reason, I think New Orleans comes hungrier in this game. What do you make of Minnesota, Mark? I mean, you get a date here, divisional matchup, um, hosting the Packers, Green Bay coming in, defense playing great, laying two. Minnesota 
honestly should have at least two more wins on their slate. I mean, they're four and five. Is this the kind of the last gasp here? Is this a circle the wagons game that maybe sends Minnesota back into the picture? Yeah, they've been they've been having a lot of those wagon type games, if you will, uh, you know, in the last since their bye week anyway, where they've gone one and two. But there's no team in the National Football League that has played so many close call one score football games than the Vikings. It was another one last week, albeit a win. And I don't know why it can't be close here again in this particular contest. Green Bay got what they wanted last week, that 17 nothing shutout win over Seattle. It was not an impressive offensive performance by any means. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers was a little bit nervous in a sense. He looked a little bit unlike Aaron Rodgers, maybe given all the uh, outside confusion that's happened here of late. But I like Minnesota's chances in this football game here. This is their three-and-a-half back of Green Bay. And what I love doing and looking at this time of the year are – Teams in division games, when you have a division leader that has got a big, thick lead and the other guy is still alive and clawing for a playoff berth. And this checks both of those boxes with Green Bay and Minnesota here. I think the Vikes come with everything they've got. Mark Lawrence, PlaybookSports.com. The information is spectacular. And we love talking football with Mark, and you will love the information. The magazine, the Playbook magazine, is still useful and serves a purpose this deep into the season. Hey, if you're coming to Vegas, don't forget our friends downtown at the Golden Nugget. If you're in for the rodeo, by the way, they're doing the rodeo viewing parties, free nightly viewing December 2nd through December 11th in the Grand Ballroom downtown at the Golden Nugget. We love talking football. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio, and it's always a treat when Mark Lawrence from PlaybookSports.com is our guest. Now you can get a winning edge wherever you want with the Sports Grid mobile app. Even a PTA meeting. Your wife may or may not approve. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Sports Rage Late Night. Matt Stafford is basically meet Matt Ryan. Like, can I get Matt Ryan's agent, please? You've made hundreds of millions of dollars for being an average NFL quarterback. You're not Matty Ice, bro. And you know what? And in fact, you are. You're ice. You're ice cold. You suck. Just like Matthew Stafford sucks. I'd rather have Kirk Cousins than Matthew Stafford. It's Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Morenci on Sports Grid. Weekdays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific. On the home of the winning edge. The Sports Grid Radio Network. When it comes to getting trusted sports gaming strategies and info, you can ask your dumb friend, Kevin. Duh. Or you can just listen to us. We recommend us. And we won't ask to borrow your car either. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Brian Blessing, glad to be with you, and we are ready to do the deep dive on the Saturday menu of college football with our dear friend Mark Lawrence from PlaybookSports.com. A bevy of games, Mark, before we get into the specifics of these games, just this time of year, we got look-ahead spots. 
too. We've got some rivalry games this week, rivalry games next week, teams being motivated to get bowl eligible. There's a lot on the docket. That well-oiled machine. I hope you got an extra can of, ten, uh, uh, what do you call it, 10W40, buddy, because that thing's got to be cranking. Yeah, our garage right now is stocked with Pennzoil, believe me. And it's, <laughs> we're going through it. <laughs> Faster than water right now, but it's that time of the year, Brian, and you know, we really, really love this stuff looking to these look-ahead type situations. Uh, so we'll keep the well oil machine satisfied from now until the end of the football season. You can rest assured. All right, let's go. Let's start uh, on Saturday. Virginia Tech is an interesting uh, little situation going on here. In your backyard playing Miami, Hurricanes laying eight, total of the game 56, 56 and a half. But we got a coaching situation that's part of this equation. Yeah, we do. And, you know, the other side of the coin is we're going to probably likely have another coachy situation in the same game. It might not occur this week, but I'm going to be utterly surprised if uh, Manny Diaz is around coaching the Miami Hurricanes next football season here. There's too many changes that are taking place within the within the uh, university right now. A new athletic director is coming in, and they usually want their own people at the helm. And the people have been demanding uh, Diaz's skin here for a long time. So I think that's about to happen. Justin Fuentes out the door right now as we speak. And I think, truthfully, Brian, simply put, there's nothing I don't think that Manny Diaz can do to change any of that at this stage of the, of the season right now. They can win football games, but it's still going to end up being a disappointing season for the Canes here. And when you make a coaching change like Virginia Tech did, it's really, really difficult to gauge because you don't know if the players were all into the coach uh, or they wanted him gone. Uh, and that's part of the reason that they didn't perform. But my best guess is all the players in this Virginia Tech team were recruited by Fuente. The reason he's there is because of Fuente. And I think they'll come and play hard in his honor this particular week. You know, the one thing that's different, Mark, college than the NFL, right? There's no Black Monday. Uh, if these administrations are making a change, these guys start getting shown the trap door with three, four weeks left in a season. Yeah, it's really, really difficult. It's difficult not only on the coaches, the, uh, the coaching staff, the players, and everything else. And, you know, from what we do, it makes it a little, a little bit more difficult here, too, anticipating those moves, why they're happening, and uh, will they happen. So, But it comes. It comes with a territory. And we're gonna. this won't be the last coaching change we'll see between now and the start of the bowl games. And hey, let's talk about Sierra now, letdown spots. There's a lot of angles here, and just generally speaking, things that just look and make sense on paper, but do they? Syracuse at NC State. Wolfpack laying 11.5, total on the game. Uh, let's call 50.5 the consensus. NC State, huge game last week, up and down the field, come up just short against Wake Forest. Is this a letdown spot for NC State? Well, it's certainly not a get-up spot, that's for sure. Uh, you know, they had their chance the last week, and, you know, Syracuse, they probably put their worst performance of the season together last week. Uh, which of the two teams can bounce back best here? I like the value at Syracuse in the contest here. Statistically, I thought they were the most improved team in all of college football this year going into last week. They had won the yards in eight of their nine football games. They were out-yarded in every game they played the previous season. Dramatic improvement by the Orange here, but they were obviously waylaid last week here. I think Syracuse reverts back to the good things that they've been doing, and I think it's going to be difficult for NC State to get up for the Orange this week. Mark, Michigan State was a able to avoid the old bubble burst deal after rocketing into the top four, lose to Purdue. They were able to come back and survive, and they got a win last week. Now they're taking on Ohio State. Uh, 
And that number's monster. 19 and a half, total 68 and a half. Is this a lack of respect for Michigan State, this number? I think it's a combination, a lack of respect, and also everybody wanting to hop on this Ohio State freight train, which appears to be willing to wanting to pull out of uh, right now at this stage of the football season here. Uh, they lead the country in total yards uh, gained this this football season and in team scoring, the Buckeyes do. And their defense is really coming around now. They've held three of the last four opponents to season low yards. Those are all the things you want when you're talking about um, getting ready to make an appearance in the college football playoff. But I think it's an overlay. Yes, but, but, but we were going to say what I was going to say. Yes, I know, but in, in the next game we're going to talk about the same thing. But Ohio State's playing Michigan next week. That's exactly. We're thinking just exactly the same. And you know, there you, you can't refute that fact that the Buckeyes do have Michigan up on deck next week, and suddenly this year Michigan is relevant which means that the look-ahead possibilities are uh, even more ominous for Ohio State. And throw in the fact that the last seven times uh, in games before Michigan, the Buckeyes have lost the money all seven times. I think this is way too many points to lead to a Michigan State football team. you got to call Michigan State the Rodney Dangerfield play yeah. this particular week. They are getting no respect at all. Um, and they haven't really done anything wrong at all thus far this football season here. The Buckeyes are laying as many points to uh, Michigan State as they did to Purdue last week, okay? Uh, and you know, if you take these two teams out on a, on a neutral field, I know who would, be, who would be the touchdown favorite in that football game. I just think there's a lot of value here in this football game in this contest here with Michigan State. And the Michigan spot may be even worse because they're going on the road. Michigan is laying 14 and a half, 15 points at Maryland with Ohio State on deck and a lot on the line. It's one of those situations that uh, occurs a lot. And uh, in, in if, if you want to draw a parallel to the two teams, I would think that between Ohio State and Michigan, they have a better chance of losing both games to the spread than they do covering both games to the spread. And I think at the very worst, a person would split that ticket out. So, yeah, i got to put Michigan on the fade list here again this week. Uh, they've answered just about every call that they've been put forth, Michigan has. But as you say here, they do have Ohio State up on deck next week. And the last four years that they've done that, they've won the money only one time. Uh, Maryland's not much, but it's still – I think the look-ahead situation prevails in a game like this. I'll tell you, Mark, I mean, you know, we sit here and we look at the, the big picture, Georgia, Bama, Oregon, Ohio State, top four, Cincy, Michigan, Michigan State at seven. I don't know. And Michigan State wins this game and they get some help. I mean, I don't know how far they can climb up. But the intrigue here is Oregon sitting there. You know, when you lose matters, they beat Ohio State, and that certainly flattered them. But you've got Oregon sitting there at number three, and they're catching three and a half points at Utah. The total there's 59. A, all this stuff's on the line for Oregon. And B, there's a real chance these teams meet in a couple of weeks back here in Vegas in the Pac-12 title game. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, you know, but the, the the sad fact of the matter is, uh, if Oregon loses this game, they will not be playing in the college football playoffs. So they have a little bit more, I think, online to play for here. Not that Utah doesn't, but it's also a head scratching line to me. Uh, you know, it's, these are two football teams that you're talking about the number three team in the college football rankings. Uh, t- well, Utah's still rated in the rankings here, unlike 
a team that's ranked in the rankings in the top 10 taking almost 20 points. Where I'm, I'm falling back to the Michigan State game again here. But I still think there's plenty of value here to Oregon in this football game here. And it's also a little bit of a Rodney Dangerfield situation for the Ducks, knowing that they're the underdog in this football game. Notre Dame's in the playoff discussion. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just being stubborn. I, just, I don't think they should be, but they are. And they've got teams ahead of them that could cannibalize each other. But Notre Dame is sitting here laying 17, 17 and a half to Georgia Tech. The total on the game is 59 and a half. They catch the break of a lifetime playing Virginia without their quarterback. Uh, that could have been a banana peel. But they move on, and they've got Stanford next week. But, Mark, do style points matter for a team like Notre Dame in these last two games to the point where you score as much as you can? I think – being in the position where they are right now in the college football playoff rankings, they do. And I think that's the attitude that they'll be, they'll be playing with, the approach they'll be taking in, in games like this. It's just that I don't think uh, Georgia Tech, I think this is, again, way too many points to lay to a Georgia Tech football team that is not bad. I mean, they're, they're, not, they're not really good. They're, they've lost four games in a row, but and they're reeling. But the the fact of the matter is it's this game is being priced because Notre Dame is wanting to knock on that college football playoff door. And wanting to and doing to are, are two different things. Sometimes when, you, when you're priced like they are, the pressure begins to mount on a team like Notre Dame here. I just think it's too many points for the Irish to lay. All right, Mark. Yeah, we got a, a minute here for this. Let's do uh, next week's opponent for Notre Dame, Stanford, who's playing the big game. I mean, they've got their rival this week, Notre Dame next week. Uh, Cal's a one-and-a-half-point favorite at Stanford, 45-and-a-half the total. You know what hit me between the eyes this week, Brian, when doing the newsletter this week is uh, throughout all of everything going on in the college football world, the college football playoff, the talk to expand the playoff, uh, so forth and whatnot, what's been lost in all of this is the traditional rivalries. California and Stanford, uh, to the young kids today, uh, downloading their app, they don't even know that this is a rivalry. Yeah. But these two schools do. You know, these two schools do. It's it's really really difficult. And sometimes you'll find the the, the rival dog that's off the loss ends up being the better player. But I'm a little bit concerned about Stanford. I'm going to sit back and just watch this game. Yeah, man, you can't. You can never lose that tradition and those rivalries. And you're right. No. I mean, sometimes the playoff does kind of uh, skew things and mess those fun days up. Hey, we got a lot more information on the busy college menu on Saturday with Mark Lawrence on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Keep it right here. We understand you're overwhelmed between sketch rosters, brands, injuries, odds, and whether the star player just broke up with their girlfriend. Just stop. We make it easy. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Sports professor Rick Harrow inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports with your Sports News Minute, some breaking information relative to naming. Crypto.com and Staples Center. Staples gone after all those original years. And that is a blockbuster facility. It's the Lakers and Kings and Clippers and mega concerts and LA Live next door just in time for this year's Super Bowl. 
with the World Cup and Olympics coming. And unless you think that crypto and NFTs are a fleeting deal, just look at the number. It's got to be a significant one. NFT, FTX company, American Airlines Arena, the bottom line is University of California facility, and the idea is creating market demand all over the country. San Antonio naming next, all good. Sports Professor Rick Haro, Sports News Minute. may or may not be a good sports grid listener test yourself if you've ever bet your wife you can balance a park bench on your chin you're probably our kind of listener this is sports grid radio on sirius xm absolutely one of our favorite days of the week when we talk college football with mark lawrence Spectacular information, playbooksports.com. And what a time of year, the last two weeks of the season. So many cool angles and opportunities for us on the wagering board. Let's get back to Mr. Lawrence. And let's go to one of the games that's a big rivalry game this week. And that's UCLA, three and a half at USC, Mark. Total there is 65 and a half. Yeah, it's not often you'll find Southern Cal a home dog. Even in this rivalry, you don't find them a home dog all that often. Uh, and in fact, they dress them up as a home dog off of back-to-back losses. They're a perfect 6-0 and to the number. I think this is a big game for Southern Cal here. One, to stop the bleeding. And two, to, uh, maybe let not let UCLA take over the football talk in town there. This is a, this is a game for a lot of recruiting bragging rights, if you will. And if you take a look at Southern Cal thus far this football season here, they've played much better than their record indicates. They've outyarded seven of their nine opponents thus far this football season here. Uh, they went through this coaching turmoil change, and I think it affected the team here, obviously, in the scoreboard here. But I'm going to look for a big effort by Southern Cal in this football game. I think they take UCLA down. So you think the horse is going to be running all over the sidelines? I think the horse is up and down the sidelines. Yes, I do. <laughs> just, just like you at Gulfstream Park, man. There you go. Yes, there you go. At uh, the finish line, yes. Hey, how about it? Auburn and South Carolina. And you look at this game. Auburn laying seven and a half. How big is that hook? The total in the game is 44 and a half. Auburn knows Bama is in the on-deck circle. They do, and they're going to have to get the job done without Bo Nix, uh, which is going to be a, a little bit of a heavy weight handicap to overcome for Auburn in a football game like this. But this South Carolina football team, uh, they're reeling right now. They've only covered one of the last five football games. And, you know, they've got a big game themselves up on deck next week with Clemson. So I think, you know, Bama, Clemson on deck for either team squashes that notion aside for both sides in the game. The game, I think, becomes much, much more important to Auburn in a football game like this. Uh, knowing that they're likely to take a loss in that Alabama football game. And you've also got Brian Harson needs to uh, end up making a, 
a, a good showing here because it's his first year in the SEC recruiting-wise, and he's the new guy in the block and needs to make every bit of an impression as he can. I think he can do just that against this Gamecock football team. Mark, what do you make of Bama this year? Okay, we got the game this week. They're hosting Arkansas. Total aside is 21-and-a-half. Now, you know, Bama had the close scare with Florida. They do end up losing a game to Texas A&M. They survive against LSU. Okay, and there they go. They threw their sacrificial lamb on the schedule last week with New Mexico State. I just wonder, what do we make of it? We know they're very, very, very good, but we know what they've been in recent years. And Arkansas comes off a win where they feel like they're really building something, and they won the boot, right? I mean, they got the W over LSU. Arkansas has got to be feeling good about themselves, and Bama's got Auburn next week. Yeah, Bama does have Auburn next week. Uh, I don't know how that's going to affect this particular football game because Bama is really putting together exactly what Nick Saban wants this team to do, and that's putting a stifling defense together to go with their offense. It's been missing for the first half of the football season, but if you take a look at uh, what they've allowed, they've held six opponents to season-low yards, including each of the last four games in a row. That's the numbers that Alabama's football teams, the great Alabama football teams, have put together in the past, just that stifling defense. Georgia gets all the ink because of that, but don't look now. Alabama's defense is going to go toe-to-toe with the dogs when they do meet. And they've also dominated Arkansas the last two years in the series. They've outscored them 100-10. to 10. I think they have a feeling like we can dominate this Arkansas football team again here. I like Bama minus the points in this game. All right, Mark, this is back to the bubble burst thing. We've talked about this forever. It doesn't work every week. It works most weeks. And we said, SMU, they suffered that loss and said, look out. They got a problem on their hands. It's the old bubble burst theory. So sure enough, they go and lose back-to-back weeks, and everybody thinks they're no good. And that's just the reaction that we've seen from teams forever and a day. And now they're playing Cincinnati, who has all the pressure in the world on them. And since he's laying 11 and a half, the total 65, SMU gets back on track with a win last week. With the loss and the bubble burst in the rearview mirror, is this a banana peel for Cincinnati? I think Cincinnati has been skirting around a lot of banana peels here of late. And now in SMU, they're going to have a team that they can really fully focus on. They played to lesser caliber opposition here in the past and kind of caught themselves playing down to that opposition, if you will. I think the huge edge in this game is Cincinnati's defense here, which is absolutely terrific. It's much, much superior to that of SMU, uh, over 90 yards better in that particular sense. I like Cincinnati at home in this contest here. SMU had their run. They had their bubble burst. And I know they can pull the rug out on Cincinnati here and make themselves feel awfully good about what they did. But with Cincinnati number five in the college football playoffs here, I think they go full force, full focus against SMU and get the job done on Saturday. All right. You just made the case for me. I love doing this when we talk things out of it. I got an idea or an opinion of my own and talk to you. Sometimes maybe I throw something back at you. Who knows? You know, you're dope if you don't listen. And I'm sitting there looking at this game. Now, which way I was going to go from a side perspective, but I think you drove the point home. I think this is a correlated parlay because you talked about 
Cincinnati's defense, if they're the difference maker, then they're going to dictate the way this game's played. If you like, I say, if you like Cincinnati, you best be like an under 65 and a half. If you like SMU, you want the game to go over the total because that means they're dictating the style. That's the thinking here, Brian. It depends upon which team you like in this football game as opposed to which side you'll land on the over-under total in the contest here. And I'm a big believer in backing the better defenses, and when you do that, you ultimately end up finding yourself to the underside of most football games. All right, let's go to an interesting game. A lot of Big 12 stuff now. Texas and West Virginia. West Virginia laying three points, totals 56.5, because Texas is still saying, what just happened? Well, I know what just happened here. They paid over $20 million. <laughs> yeah. To, to play out Tom Herman, and then they shot out another $34 million to Steve Sarkeesian. I think the guy that has to be accountable is the athletic director of Texas for these horrible moves that they're making here. It's uh, the, the, the worst red-faced black eye that Texas has had in memory uh, a long, long time, losing to Kansas. Now they got to pick themselves up and try and travel on the road with enthusiasm to go into West Virginia where it's always difficult to play football mm-hmm. games. They're always really good in last home games. They won four in a row, has West Virginia that particular way. I think if uh, if Sarkeesian gets his football team up and wins this game, uh, it's kind of smolders the flames a little bit there. But the fact of the matter is teams who are favorites of 30 or more points and they lose the game straight up, they go MIA the next game, Brian, because the confidence is shot, and I think that will be the case for Texas this Saturday. Yeah, I mean, so so many subplots, and, and you're trying to get between the years of these guys, and it's so much a part of the handicap. All right, to that same end, let's go to the Iowa State game with Oklahoma. You know, the advanced number for that, we were looking at Oklahoma like an 8.5-point favorite. It's 3.5-4 Oklahoma coming off the defeat at the hands of Baylor, and the total on the game is 60.5. What is the Sooners' mindset? Well, I think the Sooners' mindset dresses up in the form of a bubble burst this week, and it's probably the epitome of a bubble burst. Not only did they have their perfect season ruined, they fell out of the college football playoff rankings right now, and that'll be, be very, very difficult for this team to get back in. Now they have to knock down an Iowa State football team that many figured to be playing Oklahoma in the Big 12 title game before the season began. Iowa State's had a few mishaps of their own, but they're still a deeply, deeply talented football team. And Matt Campbell, as uh, as an underdog coming off a loss, is absolutely spectacular. I think the pressure is all on Oklahoma in this game, and I think they'll suffer the effects of the bubble burst. I have to take the points with Iowa State. Baylor comes off the win over Oklahoma. Now they're going on the road to Kansas State, who have won four games in a row, and they're a one-point favorite at home, the total of 50. What is Baylor's mindset here? Are they feeling their oats and running with it, or is it a letdown spot? Well, you know, when this game opened up, it opened up Baylor the road favorite, and I had to jump all over that because, you know, there's a letdown here just the same way. Teams who pull the rug out on a team that caused a bubble burst and they have to go out under the road the next game oftentimes get lost as well in the road. Now, in Kansas State, you got a football team that's playing some really good football right now, playing really, really well at home. And a coach in Chris Kleiman, who is absolutely terrific, uh, when he's at home and coming off a win, he's 8-0 and to the spread with this football team here. I can understand why the move went to Kansas State in the game, and I think it's the right move. I like Kansas State in this contest. All right. We had a similar set of circumstances. Let's say UNLV finally got a win, right, 
And like, okay, what do you do? Are you, do you love the feeling so much or were you celebrating all week and it gets you the next week? Here's a game. It's a 21-point spread, and you're sitting there going, well, why are you focused on this game? Kansas at TCU, Mark. TCU's laying 21 on a total 64-and-a-half. I mean, isn't this like maybe the letdown spot of the year for Kansas? I mean, maybe, maybe, hey, look, we're, you know, uh, we like the feeling and our coaches instilled all these new things in with us and the future is bright. But I just got to believe after a win like that, these, these kids heads in the cloud when they take the field. If you would have told Kansas at the beginning of the football season that they were going to encounter a letdown spot in a game this year, they would have been thrilled. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's like, it's like you know, when you don't win, you're like, hey, I like the feeling. I want to do it again. But it's human nature. They probably went bananas when they won. They did. <laughs> and you've also got the other side of the equation here. You've got TCU off an embarrassing loss. And I love Jerry Kill as a head coach, their new interim. And he's been terrific in his career uh, in this particular role when coming off a loss here. I think TCU waxes Kansas on this football game. And Kansas could probably care less when they walk off the field dragging their tails because they'll still remember what happened last week. Hey, and um, finally, the get-out game. You get Colorado State at Hawaii. Uh, boy, they got to be loving life. You know, get out of the cold, go to Hawaii, land two and a half. Total in the game is 54. Over the years, Mark, these late games, or the games late in the year with teams going to Hawaii, it's not ended up well for them. No, especially for teams, Brian, that had uh, bowl aspirations, as Colorado State did, and their season has uh, ended abysmally here for uh, the Rams in that sense. So I think this does indeed become a true vacation game for Colorado State. In Todd Graham, the head coach for Hawaii, he's been very, very good in his career when he's been in, at home as an underdog. He's 22-9 and nine to the spread on the blind, just taking points at home. I think this is an ideal spot for Hawaii to pull the rug out in Colorado State. All right, man. You do it every week. The information's great and so many cool angles, fun stuff to dissect. Always appreciate your time. Tell them about all the goodies, Mark. Everything we're doing, Brian's all online at playbooksports.com, our Red Hot Weekly newsletter, our midweek alert, and the Playbook Totals tip sheet. Log on now, download them just in time for the weekend. Or if you're in Vegas, you can visit our friends over at the Gamblers Book Club. He's one of the best and one of the best people you'll ever meet, our pal Mark Lawrence. Thanks, Mark. We'll do it again next week, bud. Hey, my pleasure as always, Brian. Be well, stay safe. All right. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio Series 159, the Sports Good Radio Network. We're a different kind of sports talk. Not just talk about sports, but talk about sports you can use. Get the winning edge. Keep it here. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. This is the Technology Minute with George Capalbo. Does your domestic Android seem to have limited social awareness? I think you know what the problem is. Researchers at MIT are working on going from this... We can coexist, but only on my terms. ...to something more like... Please sit next to me so we can plan your destruction together. MIT CSAIL has created an environment where robots learn empathy and social skills by working together to succeed at simple tasks. Computed and recorded, dear. Rewarded for good behavior. 
but punished when bad. This is the voice of world control. Kind of like training your dog to behave, but hopefully not impossible like trying to train your cat. Follow me at G. Capello on Twitter and stay tuned to The Technology Minute for more cool stuff like this. may or may not be a good sports grid listener test yourself if you've ever said you've got 20 that says moe's gonna take one in the eye from curly you're probably our kind of listener (laughs) this is sports grid radio on sirius xm i'm back to put a lid on vegas sportsbook radio scott farrell's coming up next on the network always great stuff Later, Cam Stewart was on hour number one with us today. It was hilarious. He'll be with uh, Gabe Marinci later in the day. A lot of good stuff on the Sports Grid Radio Network coming your way. And Vegas Hockey Ellen, after the top of the hour, Dennis Bernstein from thefourthperiod.com is going to join me, and we're going to talk about the Ducks, the Kings, what's going on in Southern California. They're going nuts, and we'll update you on the Golden Knights, maybe another injury to talk about. And there's listen live function, kshp.com. We invite you to jump on board if you got your calls and questions for Dennis Bernstein, feel free to join us. Hey, the uh, NBA tonight, busy menu of games. A lot of interesting games. Um, you know, one I'm looking at, Boston's at Atlanta. Atlanta's laying five. Total on the game is 216. Uh, you know, you see these games. You get back-to-back low-scoring games, but it's one of those blurbs in the schedule where Boston was, you know, scoring a bunch of points, and they played two games that were in the 90s against Cleveland, back-to-back games at Cleveland. How often do you see that? So playing Atlanta should be a breath of fresh air. I think the total might be a little low in that game. So, you know, just little things you try to read between the lines. Don't don't go – we always say don't go overboard with what you last witnessed. But sometimes what you last witnessed can point you in the opposite direction or say now's the time to go the other way because you get that kind of deflated total because of the last two games Boston played. I think it was just a function of who they played. So we're always doing that deal, trying to sort out the Rubik's Cube, put the pieces of the puzzle together. And that's the beauty of this. It's always great fun. We love our guests. We have so many uh, outstanding sportsbook directors. Love them getting on board with us. Love you being with us. Chris Bavona, our producer, back in New York. Hey, if you're coming to Vegas, don't forget, you want to get your meat hooks on a mobile app, the STN mobile app. It's a great product. they got the sign-up bonus for you, and check the station properties around the valley. If you're down on the Strip, make sure you see our buddy Tony Neville. Cool place. Great food, too, over at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar. Hey, Friday, we'll be over at the Superbook at the Westgate. That'll be good fun, and if you're coming to town this weekend, swing by, say hi. Scott Farrell's next on the network, Vegas Hockey Holland, coming up locally.